Coffee to the Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Everybody, welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you've never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, October the uh, 25th, 2020. I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks to everybody also for following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Head to patreon.com slash catch, hook, shoot for bonus content. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash catch, hook, shoot for all your t-shirt needs. And our other web store, catchhookshoot.bigcartel.com for t-shirts and hats that you won't find on Pro Wrestling Tees. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So let's get right into everything that's going on in the wonderful world of professional wrestling this week, starting it all off like we always do with the match of the week. So the match of the week this week was actually kind of tough. There was there were quite a few really good matches this week, but uh, the one the one for me that uh, won won the week, so to speak, was uh, from AEW Dynamite, and I'm talking about Phoenix versus uh, Penta L Zero. Uh, or Pentagon, how, whatever you want to call them, but uh, you know this this is a match we've seen quite a bit. If you follow, uh, you know, uh, AAA in Mexico, or if you watch Lucha Underground, you know the, these two guys have fought each other a lot. They're brothers, obviously. They're a tag team as well, the Lucha Brothers, and uh, you know you, you are not going to find two better luchadors anywhere on the planet, short of like a Rey Mysterio. You know, other than that, these these guys are it. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, put on a fantastic match. You'd expect nothing less from these guys. Had all the uh, the high flying spots from Phoenix, and you know it was just it was a great all around match. So if you have not seen it yet, I definitely recommend you check it out. If you only watch one wrestling match this week, make it Phoenix versus Pentagon from AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. So moving right along into the next segment of the show, my uh, top three highlights of the week, and I'm talking about the three count. First up on the three count, Dark Side of the Ring has been officially renewed for a third season coming in 2021, and uh, Vice is not screwing around. They they know they've got a gold mine here with uh, with Dark Side of the Ring. They've been renewed for 14 episodes for season three, so I can't wait to see what what they're going to cover in, in this season. I mean, you know, there's still a lot of stuff out there we've seen the the you know Chris Benoit story we've seen the the Owen Hart story in, in season two we've seen you know the story about the Von Erichs from season one Bruiser Brody uh the Road Warriors and there's still so much other stuff out there that they can cover so uh I, I can't wait to see what they're going to come up with for season three Second up on the three count, Chris Jericho and MJF with their uh Le Dinner Debonair from AEW uh, this past Wednesday, I mean, just a, a 
honestly a hilarious segment between these two with the musical number and their just banter back and forth. These two guys have have really good chemistry with each other. I uh, can't wait to see them in actually in the ring because you know it's going to happen at some point. And uh, you know, I, I view this as kind of Chris Jericho passing on that uh, that mantle of the you know the the top heel in 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 AEW and uh I mean MJF is definitely the guy to uh, to run with that and you know I saw so many people criticizing this segment on social media I actually saw one person critiquing the the singing and the uh the musical number like like dude you're you're judging the artistic merit of a segment whose sole purpose was to just be ridiculous and make these two guys look like the morons that they are you know <laughs> i mean lighten up a little bit have some fun it was meant to be fun it was meant to be ridiculous and it's exactly what it was and it served its purpose so i thought it was great and third up on the three count, a little bit of a surprise, Ben Carter has signed with the WWE. Now, if you're not familiar with Ben Carter, he uh, he's a star on the independent circuit. I, I've had the honor of calling a couple of his matches at Warrior Wrestling. He's made appearances on uh, AEW Dark, and he's just an amazing, amazing young talent. And uh, WWE has scooped him up, so hopefully they uh, they will do right by him. I'm sure he's going to end up in NXT once he once he starts with the company. So, uh, you know, I have no doubts that he's going to excel in NXT. My uh, my only worry is when he when and if he gets to Raw or SmackDown, because he's uh, you know he's he's a smaller guy. He's a little undersized, but he's just a fantastic worker in the ring and does some amazing stuff. So, uh, yeah, Ben Carter signed with WWE. So, congratulations to him. Moving into the uh, news and rumors for the week, uh, starting off with uh, WWE Monday Night Raw, saw a segment right at the beginning with uh, uh, the Fiend, Retribution, and the Hurt Business. Now, I'm I'm not sure what the purpose is of throwing the Fiend into this uh, rivalry between the Hurt Business and Retribution, but uh, it was a good segment. You know, the Fiend uh, and Alexa Bliss started off the show in the ring, Retribution came out, the Hurt Business came out, ended up being an eight-man tag match, which the Hurt Business uh, was victorious, and then The Fiend again showed up at the end of the match and just decimated Retribution. So, yeah, I'm not uh, not 100% sure where this the the Retribution storyline is going anymore because they've, uh, they've yet to win a match, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they've only had a couple, but... Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, still gotta pay attention and see what's what's gonna happen with Mustafa Ali and his Retribution faction. Uh, AJ Styles made his Raw re-debut with uh, with a new bodyguard, and uh, now they did not say his name on commentary, but they did show it on the graphic when he was entering the ring. Uh, Jordan, I'm not gonna try to pronounce his last name, uh, just because I don't want to butcher it. I don't want to be disrespectful like that, so uh, we'll just call him Jordan for right now. But he was the guy who acted as the doorman. <clears throat> for Raw Underground, the guy that Shane McMahon would always uh, stop and talk to before he went into the uh, the fight area, and he also was the uh, the big giant ninja in Akira Tozawa's little little crew that he had. So uh, yeah, you know, seven foot three, got to got to be like close to four hundred pounds uh, at that height, and just a monster of a man. So uh, you know, hopefully we're going to see what he can do in the ring. But for right now, he's backing up AJ Styles. Uh, Asuka picked up a victory over Lana. This was the uh, the Raw Women's Championship match that Lana had earned by winning that Battle Royal. And, of course, uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, attacked at the end of that match. And that 
turned into a fatal four-way against the Riot Squad, uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, and Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. That That's just an odd pairing to me. I thought the whole purpose of uh, splitting up the Iconics was to, you know, supposedly was to push Peyton Royce, but here she is back in another tag team. So, interesting. But uh, Nia and Shayna were, were victorious in that uh, in that fatal four-way. Uh, had a little bit of a concert from Elias. Apparently, he's got a new uh, new album dropping this week. Um, and the whole point of that was uh, Jeff Hardy attacked after his uh, his little mini concert was done, and the match was made for Hell in a Cell, which is coming up tonight with Elias versus Jeff Hardy. Saw a backstage segment with Titus O'Neil wanting to join the Hurt Business. Now, honestly, I think Titus would fit in well here, and I think it'd be a, a good uh, good thing for him because. Seriously, when's the last time we saw Titus on TV or, or in a match, you know? Don't see a whole lot of Titus uh, at all, really. And I know he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes for WWE, don't get me wrong. I know he's not just sitting idle. He does a lot of PR work for WWE and, and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, Titus is a good wrestler, and he's got a great look. I, I would not mind seeing more of Titus on TV at all, and I think the herd business would, would be a good fit for him. Uh, unfortunately, he was turned down, and then he was beat down by by the Hurt Business. So maybe that's going to be an ongoing story with Titus wanting to join up with them and having to prove himself. And who knows? Let's see where it goes. Uh, then we had a tag team match. Uh, Tucker came out, confronted uh, the Miz and John Morrison, and uh, said he had a, a tag team partner to join him in a match, and it turned out to be a luchador by the name of El Gran Gordo, which was Otis in a mask. I mean, come on. Um, you know, it was what it was. It was it was a fun little segment, so, you know, I got no complaints about it. I uh, saw a new episode of the Firefly Funhouse where Alexa Bliss made her debut in the Funhouse, so I'm uh, looking forward to see, you know, th- this is my favorite storyline in WWE right now, and it's not even really a rivalry. It's just a story of uh, Alexa and The Fiend and where this is going and the association between them. So I'm I'm really, really liking this one. And then uh, we had another match between Braun Strowman and Keith Lee, which uh, Strowman was victorious in this one by some some underhanded tactics using a low blow. But uh, Keith Lee did get his his payback after the match, hit Strowman with a low blow of his own. So this is is one that I'm sure is going to continue for quite a while, and I'm here for it. I'm I'm liking the Strowman-Keith Lee rivalry. And then the closing segment on Raw was Randy Orton standing inside the Hell in a Cell and uh, basically trash-talking Drew McIntyre. This brought McIntyre out from the back. And, uh, you know, just uh, not even really a brawl. Just uh, Orton had himself locked inside the cell and was taunting McIntyre. McIntyre had a pair of bolt cutters hidden at ringside, pulled him out, cut the lock, and got into the cell. But that's pretty much where it went off the air. There was no no contact between the two. Uh, Moving on to NXT... Kushida picked up a victory in a great match against Tommaso Ciampa and Velveteen Dream, and this was another one that was a strong contender for match of the week. Just a great uh, triple threat match between these three guys, but Kushida did come out on top. Uh, we were supposed to get a tag team championship match between Brizango and uh, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong from the Undisputed Era. Uh, Bobby Fish was attacked backstage by unknown assailants, quote-unquote, and uh, it ended up being Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch taking that tag team title match with the uh, with the blessing of, of the Undisputed Era, apparently. And that happened a little bit later in the night. We'll get into that in a few. Uh, Austin Theory loses to... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Austin Theory loses to uh, Bronson Reed twice, and it looked like he uh, he quit, just kind of walked out and got in his car and left, so I'm, I'm not quite sure where they're going 
with uh, with Austin Theory. I mean, he's been back and forth to he he was on Raw for a little bit with uh, as part of Seth Rollins' group was one of his disciples, and then he was sent back to NXT. So I'm not sure where where exactly they're going with Austin Theory. Uh, Casey Catanzaro picked up a victory over Zaya Lee, which this was, um, I'm curious as to what's going on with Zaya Lee. Like, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, she had a match, uh, lost that match, and at the end of that match, uh, Boa came out, handed her an envelope, some type of letter inside. Last week, she went to William Regal, saying she had to have a match this week. Casey Catanzaro accepted that challenge, and Zaya was saying, you know, this is the most important match of her career. She has to win this match. Uh, she ended up losing, then attacked Casey Catanzaro afterwards, and then Raquel Gonzalez came out and attacked everybody. So, um, not a hundred percent sure that this this one's a little bit murky. I'm not sure exactly where this is going. Uh, we find out there's going to be another there's going to be a match at the Halloween Havoc event coming up this Wednesday. Uh, Cameron Grimes taking on Dexter Loomis in some type of haunted house match, something some type of gimmick match. I'm sure it's probably going to be. Uh, like one of those cinematic matches, so I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic on this one because NXT seems to do a pretty good job with these type of things, so should be interesting. And in that tag team title match, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch have picked up their first championships in NXT. They are the new NXT tag team champions. However, they had a little bit of help from Pat McAfee of all people, and. Uh, you know, so now it all starts to make sense with uh, Adam Cole being attacked by Ridge Holland at the last NXT TakeOver. And now, uh, you know, it turns out that Pat McAfee is the one that's behind this. So he, I don't know if he's going to act as like a manager or what it's going to be, but he is uh, aligned with Lorcan and Birch and I would assume Ridge Holland as well. And that that's a that's a good little crew you've got there. Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, and Ridge Holland. You're, you're talking about three no-nonsense just smash mouth um fantastic wrestlers and you know i i would say take it a step further add timothy thatcher to that mix because he's really not doing too much except for his little thatches thatch can segments so uh but yeah I, i'm i'm liking this little crew that pat mcafee has put together so far so I, i'm you know th- this could these could be the guys to kind of uh take the place of Undisputed Era, not that I think Undisputed Era is going anywhere, but to, uh, you know, take take those top spots from Undisputed Era, at least that's what it looks like they're trying to do. Moving on to SmackDown, Lars Sullivan just uh, decimated Shorty G in a match, and then after the match, Shorty G gets on the mic and says he quits, and then uh, after the commercial break, we see Shorty G backstage with uh, with Adam Pierce saying he he quits being Shorty G. He doesn't want to be Shorty G anymore. He's going back to being Chad Gable, which that I like. I never liked the Shorty G gimmick or name or anything. So seeing seeing him go back to being Chad Gable, the uh, <clears throat> you know the uh, I mean Chad Gable is a world class wrestler. You know the the guy the guy's an Olympian for for God's sake. So let him go out there and just be Chad Gable. So I, I got no problem with that at all. Uh, Bailey finally signed the contract to face Sasha Banks at uh, at Hell in a Cell with a little little bit of prodding from Sasha, you know, putting Bailey's neck in a chair and standing on it until she signed it. So uh, we will get that match tonight. Uh, Seth Rollins picked up a victory against Buddy Murphy, and uh, 
You know, so apparently Murphy is no longer his disciple. Murphy's trying to get in the good graces of the Mysterio family. And at the end of that match, of course, Murphy caught a uh, pretty good beatdown from Rollins until Aaliyah Mysterio came out to uh, to try to protect him. And uh, Dominic came out to try to protect Aaliyah. Dominic ended up catching a couple of whacks with a kendo stick until Rey Mysterio came down with a chair. So th- this isn't going away anytime soon. Um, you know, I, I like the rivalry between Rey and... Uh, and and Seth, and as a way to get Dominic into the WWE, I'm all for that. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about the uh, whole Aaliyah Buddy Murphy thing. Uh, it just I don't know. It just seemed to come out of left field, really. So, but it, it is what it is. Uh, and then we had at the end of the show, we had Roman Reigns inside the ring. Uh, you know, supposed to be telling uh, Jey Uso what the consequences will be of their their Hell in a Cell match. And we ended up seeing who we thought was Jey Uso on the uh, the big screen in the back in Roman's little private dressing room with, you know, all of his little amenities back there. But it turned out to be Jimmy Uso just creating a distraction while Jey Uso snuck in from behind and, uh, and took out Roman. And uh, after that, Roman got back on the microphone, basically said if Jey loses at this Hell in a Cell match, which is an I quit match inside Hell in a Cell, uh, if Jay quits and does not fall in line, that both Jay and Jimmy Uso are out, as in out of the family, out of the Simone dynasty, and that kind of thing. So I think it's a pretty safe bet that this, uh, you know, this faction that we've been, that there have been rumors about for so long with Roman and the Usos is going to happen, whether it's, uh, you know, voluntary on the on the part of the Usos or not, it's going to happen. So, uh, talking about Hell in a Cell, let's get into the uh, uh, preview and predictions here. Now, as of right now, as I'm recording this on Sunday morning, there have only been five matches announced, three of which are Hell in a Cell matches. So, you know that uh, I could see that filling a, a two and a half hour pay per view. You know, if they if that's the route that they're going, but uh, yeah. First and foremost, we've got uh, Otis taking on The Miz, and this is for the Money in the Bank contract. Uh, now, that's one thing I didn't talk about with SmackDown was the uh, the Law and Otis segment, which, you know, again, it was, it was ridiculous, but it was entertaining. It was funny. I uh, saw some appearances from Teddy Long and uh, the APA, Bradshaw and, and Ron Simmons. <clears throat> and, you know, it was an entertaining little segment. Bradshaw was the judge, and uh, when it came down to the verdict, he said Otis has to defend the Money in the Bank briefcase against The Miz at Hell in a Cell. So I'm going to say The Miz is going to walk away with the briefcase. I don't see them. I Unfortunately, I don't see WWE putting Otis in a main event spot. I just don't. You know, I mean, if he were to cash in the briefcase, I don't think he would win whatever championship he goes for. I still would have loved to have seen WWE go the route of having him cash in for the tag team titles for he and Tucker because it's never been done before. It would have been something different. But, uh, you know. Apparently, we're not going to have that, so I, I am going to have to go with The Miz to uh, take the Money in the Bank briefcase off of Otis begrudgingly. Uh, then we've got Elias taking on Jeff Hardy. Um, yeah, this one, I want to pick Elias. I mean, Elias just came back from injury, and, you know, we we see Elias on TV a lot, or we have seen Elias on TV a lot. We don't see him in a lot of matches. You know, and I'm hoping that will change because what we have seen of him in the ring, he's very, very good. You know, I, I would, you know, we always see him uh, singing a song and then getting interrupted and getting beat down, and that's pretty much that. That's what we see from Elias. 
So I, I'd really like to see Elias pick up a victory in this one. As much as I love Jeff Hardy, I, I want Elias to win this match. <clears throat> uh, moving on to the three Hell in a Cell matches. First up, we've got Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. And this one's been coming for a long time. Um, you know, it had been rumored for so long that they were gonna that they were gonna split and have uh, a rivalry going on. So I. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Um, yeah, Bailey's been champion for over a year. I want to say Sasha Banks, but I have a feeling they're going to leave that title on Bailey for even longer. Possibly make her the, the longest reigning women's champion overall ever. Um, and I, I got no problem with that. I, I'm a fan of Bailey, you know, I, and uh, so, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to pick Bailey on this one. I just just have a feeling they're going to leave that title on her a little bit longer. Uh, next up, we've got Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Randy Orton. Um, I don't see them taking the title off of McIntyre. This is, what, the third or fourth match he's had with Orton. Um, you know, I, I just, I gotta go with, I gotta go with McIntyre in this one. And then, uh, in what I assume would be the main event of the show, Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Jey Uso in an I Quit match inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, and I just talked about that a few minutes ago. I, I'm definitely picking Roman Reigns in this one. We saw last week on SmackDown the, uh, the submission hold that he used to defeat Braun Strowman, uh, the, uh, the guillotine choke. So I'm guessing that's gonna be a, a you know, a regular part of Roman's uh, repertoire at this point. So, you know, I, I, I'm picking Roman Reigns to uh, to pick up the victory over Jey Uso in the I Quit match. Uh, moving on to AEW, they started off their uh, world title eliminator tournament this week to determine the uh, the next challenger for the AEW world title. Um, and the, the entire first round took place this week on Dynamite. We had Wardlow defeating Jungle Boy in a great match. That, another one that was a contender for match of the week. But, uh, yeah, this, this one was hard for me because I'm a big fan of Wardlow, as you guys know. But I'm also a big fan of Jungle Boy. So I wish these guys would have met later in the tournament. But, uh, yeah, it was a great match anyway. Wardlow picked up the victory in that one. Uh, Kenny Omega was supposed to be taking on Joey Janela, but uh, Joey pulled himself from the tournament because he had come in close contact with somebody who uh, has the uh, the COVID-19 virus. So he pulled himself out, was replaced by his tag team partner, Sonny Kiss. And uh, Kenny Omega defeated Sonny Kiss in under 30 seconds, hit him with a V-trigger and then the one-winged angel, and that was pretty much it. And it looks like we are seeing the reemergence of the cleaner Kenny Omega just based off of his uh, his entrance, his attitude, and the way that he won that match. So, uh, yeah, Kenny Omega, like I said, under 30 seconds, defeated uh, Sonny Kiss. We had that match between Phoenix and Pentagon that I talked about. Phoenix was victorious in that match, but he was injured during the course of that match. So uh, Pentagon is actually going to take his spot uh, in the in the tournament. So he will take on... Uh, he'll take on Kenny Omega next week. So uh, Kenny Omega versus Pentagon, hey, I got no no issue with that. Uh, Hangman Page defeated Colt Cabana. I uh, don't think that was a surprise to anyone, so we'll also see next week in the, uh, the semifinals Hangman Page versus Wardlow. I can't wait for that one. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the finals are going to come down to Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Uh, honestly, I would love to see it come down to uh, Kenny Omega and Wardlow, but, uh, you know, Omega and Page, uh, this is something that's been building for a long time since they've been tag team partners. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking for Kenny Omega to defeat Pentagon, 
which will probably be the match of the week next week, and um, Hangman Page to uh, to pick up the victory over Wardlow, which again I I would say is a contender for match of the week as well. Uh, we found out at Full Gear we are going to see another match between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston for the AEW World Title, and this is going to be an I Quit match between these two. Uh, so this one this one's going to be bloody, folks, I, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, the Young Bucks are the number one contenders for the Tag Team Championships. They will get the uh, the title match against FTR at Full Gear. They won a four-way match between uh, the Bucks, Private Party, the Butcher, and the Blade, who have the bunny back with them, by the way. That happened on AEW Dark. Eddie Kingston somehow managed to uh, entice the bunny to rejoin the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, and the fourth team in that, uh, that four-way match was the Dark Order, so the Young Bucks picked up the victory there. And uh, after the match... Uh, FTR and Tully attacked and just uh, decimated the Young Bucks. Took out Matt Jackson's knee with uh, with a chair. Uh, hit the sp- uh, double spike pile driver on Nick Jackson. So um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty brutal beatdown from FTR to the Young Bucks. Uh, moving on to Impact, they had their Bound for Glory pay per view last night, and uh, we saw a couple of returns in the. Um, uh, the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, James Storm, apparently is back in Impact Wrestling. I don't know if it, if this was just a one-off appearance or if he is actually back. Uh, also, Sean Devari was a part of that match. Uh, unfortunately, during that match, Heath was apparent, uh, Heath Slater, Heath Miller, whatever you want to call him, was apparently injured. But uh, the match was won by Rhino, so Rhino gets uh, a championship match of his choice, and Heath Slater gets his Impact contract. So, uh you know, good good on them. Um, then we had a uh, tag team match. The Deaners picked up a victory over the Rascals, Dez and Wentz. Uh, Rohit Raju retained the X Division Championship in a, uh, a six-way scramble match against Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, TJP, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. Um, Moose defeated EC3 to uh, retain, I guess, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Ken Shamrock was victorious over Eddie Edwards by submission. The North are the new Impact World Tag Team Champions, defeated the Motor City Machine Guns, the Good Brothers, and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton in a four-way match. Uh, Sue Young is the new Knockouts Champion. She defeated Deanna Perrazzo. Now, I'm not sure exactly what happened here. It was supposed to be Kylie Ray taking on Deanna Perrazzo for the Impact title. Kylie Ray did not show up from what I saw, was not, you know, I, I have no idea what's going on with Kylie Ray. Did, did Sue Young take her out? Like, did Susie revert back to Sue Young and just go crazy and take out Kylie Ray? Or was Kylie legitimately not able to be there? Um, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on this and find out what's, what's what and what's going on. And then we've got a new Impact World Champion, Rich Swan defeated Eric Young for the, uh, for the Impact World Championship. A uh, little bit of NWA news. We've got a new NWA World TV champion in the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro, or Elijah Burke, whatever you want to call him. Elijah Burke is what he was known as in WWE. Uh, the Pope character, of course, started off in Impact and has been in uh, OVW and is now part of the NWA and is now your uh, television champion. So uh, congratulations to the Pope. So that's going to do it for news and rumors for the week. So right now I'm going to toss it over to Charlie G, and he is here with your Indie Cut. Thank you, Tom, and hey, the wrestling friends. I am Charlie G with your Indie Cut. It's another busy week of action, so let's get to it. With from Friday, I'm going a little backwards on here. Uh, Friday, October 16th, 
with Texamo Pro Wrestling Fall Bra from Sherman, Texas. Uh, for the Texamo Pro Red River title match, J.D. Griffey, who's champion, defeated Marcy Lewis and then quickly defeated uh, Nathan Bradley in another match. Uh, we move up to Real Canadian Wrestling Friday Night Fights from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. For the RCW Tag Titles, the champions, the Veros Twins, uh, defeated KB6 and Nate Nixon. Uh, for the... Okay, then we move down to Magnum Pro Wrestling Friday the 16th from Omaha, Nebraska. For their Magnum Pro Title Triple Threat Match, uh, TJ Benson defeated champion Red Wing and the Yellow Dog to become the champion. Uh, New Japan Strong USA number 11 took place where PJ Black defeated Alex Zane and David Finley teamed with Jeff Cobb to defeat uh, Chase Owens and Kenta. Uh, we head down to Mexico and CMLL for their Mexican National Women's Tag Title. Uh, final vacant match uh, where La Rachita and Luvia, sorry about that, defeated La Ampelola and Metallica to become new champions. And the main event, best two out of threes, uh, Titan and Valador Jr. defeated Carisico and Mystico by DQ. Uh, which set up the match for last night, which I will get to later on. Uh, we move to Saturday the 17th. Uh, we head to Germany for Wrestling Cult and EPW Eddie Steinblock Memorial Cup. Uh, and for the final match, it was v Mueller defeating Marius Aliani to win the cup. Uh, still in Germany for the German Wrestling Federation uh, Unleashed and Chaos City 2020 both on YouTube uh, Check that out if you want uh, Then Fight Club Finland had a show called Shop Pena from Helsinki, Finland uh, So you are now on the map Finland Then we move to Tokyoshi Pro uh, Still wrestling out of my mind where Maki Ito Miyu Yamashita and Raku defeated Runa Neko, Hyper Michio, and Soka Nakajima. A real cool match. Uh, first round international princess title tournament matches. Uh, Hikari Noah defeated Pam Harajuku. Uh, Yuki Kamofuki defeated Suzumi. And then there was a best two out of three fall six woman tag match where Miyu Watanabe, Rika, Tatsumi and Yuka Sakazaki defeated uh, Nodaka Tenma, Yuki Onoi, Ono, and Mizuki, uh, 2-1. Uh, move to Stardom, Gosses of Stardom Tag League Day 3. A uh, couple matches, Yutami Hayashita defeated Saya Linda, uh, Konami defeated Saya Kamatani and Starlight Kid. Uh, then the tag league matches were Goki Ken, Death, and Riho with four points, defeating Donna Del Mundo of Julia and Maka, who has two points. 
then Queen's Quest of Azumi uh, and Momo Watanabe with four points, uh, defeating Odatai of Yasuko Toro and Saki Kashima with zero points. And in the main event, uh, Dana Damondo of Mecha, Natsupoi, and Siri defeated Mina Shirakawa, Mayu Iwatani, and Tam Nakano in a real cool match. Good match, I should say. Uh, then Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling Keep Burning took place. Uh, DDT TV show number 10 took place. And then All Japan Pro Wrestling Rising and Raising an Army Memorial Series 2020, Day 1. They hit an of 492. Uh, where Koji Iwamoto and Tajiri defeated Akira Francesco and Atsuki Ayagi. For the Gora TV title, Captain's Fall Elimination 6-man match. Champion Yoshitatsu, Shakira, and Yuseki Okada. Defeated Black Menso, Katsumi Ruby, and Takeo Omira. Uh, triple Crown tri title match. Suwama, who was champion, defeated Zeus. Head back to the States where Zello Pro, the show must go on. Uh, they're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this time at their Turner Hall, at the Turner Hall Ballroom. So for in a four-way scramble match, Misa Kate defeated Jay Raves, Sierra, and Sky Blue. Uh, in a tag match, the Bang Bros of August Matthews and Davey Bang, right, Davey, uh, defeated Country Air of Doc Simmons and Zach Hendricks. Uh, Trevor Outlaw defeated Jacob Dean in a gauntlet match. Biggie, Big Johnny Crowley defeated Alex Slade, Darius Luttrell. Israel Angels and Kota Hernandez. Uh, Bryce Benjamin defeated Mojo McQueen. And a six-man tag. CJ Esparza, Mason Conrad, and Matt Waywalt, who's uh, formerly known as Ain in English, uh, defeated Brubaker, Jason Hades, and Storm Grayson. And in the main event for the Zello Pro women's title, best two out of three falls match, uh, Laney Luck, who was champion, defeated Alex Gracia, uh, two to one. Uh, at the end of the match, uh, Elena Black challenged Laney to their next show uh, later in November for the title, so we'll see if that happens. Uh, we go to Southern Fried Championship Wrestling, Loyalty from Loganville, Georgia. For classic title match, David Ali, who's champion, defeated Hold My Beer Hansen. And in a 12-man tag, Adrian Hawkins, Bobby Moore, Corey Hollis, Michael Judah, Rob Adonis, and Todd Sexton defeated Billy Buck, David Manders, Griff Garrison, Sal Renaro, and Will Cotton. Caution. So now you know where else AEW Dark guys go after AEW Dark. Uh, there was a Juggalo Championship Wrestling uh, show from Milford, Michigan. Uh, where Rhino defeated Jackson Stone. Uh, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling, Fangin and Bangin from Wisconsin took place, where Gangrel, Cal Hero, and Swaggle defeated Backwoods Brown, Coda Jacobs, and Sal Salem Crane. 
then Game Changer Wrestling, The Last Resort, took place, filmed Silverado, California, in Oak Canyon Park. Very cool setting. It looked like they're in the mountains for this show. Uh, so AJ Gray defeated Joey Janela. Good match. Uh, Chris Dickinson defeated Adrian Quest and Danny Limelight. Uh, since Alex Zane could not make the show due to test uh, not coming back in time, hopefully he's all right. Uh, Sabu actually defeated Matthew Justice with a chair leg leg drop chair shot. Uh, Alley Cat defeated Elena Black. Uh, KTB defeated Juicy Finale. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd defeated Eli Everfly. Slack defeated Atticus Kogar. And Ricky Shane Page defeated Blake Christian in a really good match. Over to Body Progression Wrestling in Bristol, Oklahoma. Uh, for the 365 title vacant six-way match. J.J. Heffley defeated Bobby Joe Bristow, El Gringo Loco, Elijah Sparks, Trash, and Ern Stokes to become new champion. Soon thereafter, El Gringo Loco defeated J.J. Heffley. And then quickly after that, Jerry Storm defeated El Gringo Loco to become new champion to end the night. <laughs> uh, we head up to Rio Canadian Wrestling Saturday Night Fights from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, for their tag titles, the Wrecking Crew of Dean Richter and Shane Martins uh, defeated champions, the Veros Twins, to become new champions. Uh, then on to Sunday, October 18th, Stardom's Goddesses Day 4. Uh, tag league match was Queen's Quest of Azumi and Momo Watanabe, with six, now with 6 points. Defeating Queen's Quest of Saya Kamatani and Yutami Hayashita, who have one point. There was also an 8 women's tag match of Julia, Maka, Natsupoi, and Siri. Against B. Priestley, Konami, Natsuka Tora, and Saki Kosima. To a 20-minute time limit draw. And a very good match. Uh, then for the World of Stardom title... Uh, champion Mayu Iwatani defeated uh, Marvelous' uh, Tukami Tukima Aroa in a real good match. So check that out if you can. Uh, Pure J fight together took place with a tens of 120. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, Noah Mohammed's Mohammed Bonoi 25th anniversary show. And of course, he was in a tag match uh, Akitasho Saito and Maso Inoue defeated Alexander Atsuka and Mohamed Inoue. So he can't win his own show. Sorry, buddy. Uh, then New Japan, day Climax G1, Day 19, the final day took place. Where you might have heard Kota Bushi defeated Sonata. In 35 minutes, in a really good match between these guys, I was hoping Sonata would win, but you can't win them all. And Kotobushi is now back-to-back G1 Climax champion, where he'll probably go after Naito's heavyweight title and not the Intercontinental title, from what I'm hearing. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Freedom's June Kasi Protos Bloody Halloween show took place. If you like that. Uh, then Italian Wrestling Association 
Future of Wrestling Sunday Night number two took place from Lazio, Italy. So you are now on the map. Uh, we head back to the States for Asylum Wrestling Revolution in Indianapolis, Indiana. And a revolutionary title four-way pumpkin death match. Love to see this. Uh, Josh Crane defeated Cole Radrick. Dale Patricks and Joseph Swartz become the champion. Further women's title, vacant title, street fight. Uh, Charlie Cruel defeated Mickey Knuckles to become the champion. Then further heavyweight title in a dog collar match of all things. Justin Kyle defeated Neil Diamond Cutter. Had to put that in there. I like that guy's name. Uh, then Lucha Libre Total Chicago from Berwyn, Illinois at their Eagles Club. So Chris Coyote and Cypher defeated Bronco Braxton and Cody James. For Chicago Style Wrestling's woman title, champion Sky Blue defeated Misa Kate. So they took their battle from Zello Pro to Berwyn and Sky Blue came on top on that. Good for her. And then for the IWRG Intercontinental Tag Title, best two out three falls match, uh, champions Bryce Benjamin and Marche Rocket uh, defeated this Joker Jr. and Ray Triton. Uh, on to Monday, October 19th, uh, Dragon Gate, the Gate of Victory, Day 11 took place. Uh, Tuesday, October 20th, Celine Sinkaba Night took place. Where Sari and Yoshiko defeated Aja Kong and Hanori Hana. Uh, Actress Girls in Osaka took place. Uh, Ch Coastal Championship Wrestling from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, wrestling number six, Sunrise, took place uh, on YouTube. So check that out if you can. Then United Wrestling Network Live number six show took place. Where Miranda Ali's defeated Christy James in a really good match. Uh, for the UWN tag titles, uh, champions Adrian Quest and Andy Brown defeated Jervis Cottonbelly and Robin Shaw. And then for the NWA television title, uh, the Pope Elijah Burke defeated Ziggy Dice, who was champion, and he became the champion. Uh, the Pope was actually attacked beforehand by Ziggy, and Ziggy just Beat him up, beat him up, and Elijah came back, still won the match. It was a really good match, and I'm glad he won. So, congrats to him. Uh, OVW TV 1106 took place also on Tuesday, so check that out on YouTube when you can. Uh, October 21st, Wednesday, uh, DDT Dramatic Dreams Agma 7 took place. Uh, back here in the States, Limitless The Road is back. Season 2, number one, number one show. Uh, Ashley Vox defeated Basic Becca. And Christian Casanova defeated Rick Bison. Then uh, the IWTV, the Mass Wrestler show number 2 took place. Uh, this is still kind of interesting to me. They have two Mass Wrestlers that you don't know. And three people trying to guess who they are. Uh, so it's still kind of cool to me. Uh, we're Skid. We don't know who he is defeated Falcor, who turned out to be KTV. And even he doesn't know who Skid is. So it should be interesting going forward. Uh, Thursday, October 22nd, 
Ash Ribbons uh, 1076 from in 176 box with a tenants of 230 in a fantastic ice title give up only match uh, champion Risa Serra defeated Matsuya Uno uh, then uh, in a wrestling in Japan freelance show Gleet Gleet version 0 uh, Kaz Hayashi defeated Nasawa Rangol in a UWF rules match Siri yeah of, of stardom uh, defeated you by referee's decision uh, nice to see her win some matches outside of stardom uh, then Friday October 23rd uh, 01 20th Autumn Flame Festival Day 7 took place uh, a block match of Yuji Hino with 20 points defeated Tawa Iwasaki who has 3 points and you, like you didn't know who was going to win that match uh, in another A block match, Quiet Storm, who has 15 points, defeated T Hawk, who has 19. So a little upset there. In a B block match, uh, Masato Tanaka, who has 18 points, uh, defeated Tamiro Hayata. Oh no, they went to a time limit draw, and Hayata has 17 points. My bad. Uh, then New Japan Road to Power Struggle 2020, day one took place. Uh, they had a never never open weight six man tag match where it's chaos of Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi, who are champions. Uh, they defeated Suzuki Goon of Doki, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. And then the match it looked like Yoshihashi challenges, challenged Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. for their tag titles. So we'll see how that comes out. Uh, then New Japan uh, USA Strong number 12 took place. Uh, Fred Rosser defeated Clark Carners. Carl Fredericks defeated ACH. A bit of an upset in my eyes. Uh, Gorillas uh, of Destiny of Tamatanga and Tangaloa defeated Brody King and Flip Gordon. And then Jay White defeated Rocky Romero in a really good match. Uh, as that was going on, CML took place. And champions Christico and Mystico Jr. or Christico Jr. and Mystico, sorry about that, uh, defeated Titan and Valder Jr. two to one. And at the end of the match, it looked like Valder uh, got his nose busted or broken, so the match kind of ended a little quicker than probably possible. Uh, so hopefully that replay is out on YouTube soon because that was a really good match between those four. Then to earlier today on. October 24th on Saturday, uh, Pro Wrestling Wave Kabuki Cho Weekender took place. Uh, Ice Ribbon Risa Serra's fifth produce show took place. Where the Fantastic Ice title Iron Woman Hardcore match, where champion Risa Serra took on Akane Fujita, Haragi Kurumi, Usaki Oki, Minoru Fujita, Roko. Yuto, Suzy Suzuki, Takashi Sasaki, Takayuki Yukuyu, and Tashi Yuki Sakara, and Yuko Miyamoto to a 60 minute timeline draw. So that had to be a very awesome match between all those women. Uh, then another freelance show from Japan, Bar 
0445 uh, Yoshi Pro Wrestling Festival be a Hero Girls uh, where Siri actually took an, had another match and de she defeated Rina Singaki. Uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Day 3 took place where the All Japan World Tag Title Match of the Violent Giants Suji Isakawa and Suwama, who are champions, defeated Kuma Arashi and Sotero Oshino. So there you have it. Uh, that's actually a wrap for me, so I don't talk too much. Until next time, with more indie news or shows that come about, don't forget to look up those Twitch streams, which you can see on my list over here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, and check out those YouTube channels for other wrestling content. Uh, thank you for watching or listening. Hope you enjoyed the cut. What another busy week and of wrestling. Stay safe. Take care and be kind, everyone. Back to you. All right. Thank you again, Charlie, for uh, another edition of the Indie Cut. So let's keep it rolling. Getting into the next segment here, continuing the uh, tournament that's been going on the last couple of weeks, and I am talking about the Fantasy Booker. Right, so we got another first round matchup in the uh, CHS faction tournament that's been going on here, and this week I, I think is a pretty, pretty good matchup. Two two of my favorite factions in pro wrestling, and it's the Dangerous Alliance, consisting of Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zbysko, Steve Austin, and Rick Rude. Uh, against the Triple Threat from ECW. And uh, the the version of the Triple Threat that I am going with in this case is Shane Douglas, Chris Candido, and Bam Bam Bigelow. For me, that was the, the best version of the Triple Threat. Um, now, of course, I could have thrown Rick Rude in there as well, just to make it interesting to have him on both sides. But, uh, yeah, the... You know, this was my uh, my favorite version of the Triple triple Threat and what I think was the, uh, the best version uh, for that particular faction. And... Uh, you know, I mean, just look at look at the talent on both sides. Dangerous Alliance could have been the greatest faction in the history of wrestling. Uh, you just look at the names there. I mean, Steve Austin, before he was Stone Cold, obviously. But uh, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zbysko, three of the best in-ring competitors ever. I mean, ever. Bobby Eaton, probably the greatest tag team wrestler ever. You know, uh, Anderson and Zbysko as a tag team known as the Enforcers were just amazing in the ring. Then you've got Rick Rude, you know, uh, legit main eventer, top heel, uh, top heel guy in both WCW and WWF back in the day. I mean, you know, it's just the only reason the Dangerous Alliance never got to that top tier level is because they were so much in the shadow of the Four Horsemen. Because um, that was always, you know, the Four Horsemen were always the NWA's top dogs. And uh, at this point in time they there was no version of the four horsemen around and i think that's what everybody kept comparing or wanting to compare the dangerous alliance to so they just could never get out of that that horseman shadow but uh you know you, you look at the again look at the talent arn anderson bobby eaton larry zabisco steve austin and rick rude that that could have been the greatest faction in the history of wrestling um then on the other side the triple threat shane douglas always top guy in ECW, Chris Candido, 
again, another phenomenal in-ring performer. Bam Bam Bigelow, arguably the best big man, or, or the most agile big man at the very least, ever in pro wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, it's hard to pick one over the other, but I kind of had to in this case. And I got to go with the Dangerous Alliance, just because, like I said, what what could have been with these guys? I mean, yes, Triple Threat was at the top of ECW for, for a long time. Um you know, Dangerous Alliance, they they held a number of titles during their run, but like I said, just never got to that that next level, and I honestly believe it's because they were never able to get out from under the shadow of the Four Horsemen, but I have to go with the Dangerous Alliance in this case, moving on to the, uh, the next round in the CHS Faction Tournament. So let's get into my uh, final segment here, where I talk about maybe a, a little bit of an unpopular opinion, and I am talking about the Weekly Hot Take. Alright, so the hot take for this week is this. Impact is not going anywhere. You know, I I still, to this day, see so many people online whining and crying and bitching and moaning about Impact or TNA or whatever you want to call it. And and saying, oh, their days are numbered, WWE is going to buy them within within a month and all this kind of stuff. Do, Do you realize Impact has been around since 2002? Okay, 18 years impact has been around that is no small feat they've been through management changes they've been through format changes they've been through more tv stations than i could count they they've been through six-sided rings four-sided rings i i mean it's it's crazy all the stuff that's going on with impact and they're still here you know that they may not be the number two company wrestling company in the world anymore or or in the u.s i should say that spot now belongs to aew but the only, you know, that's because of two things. Number one, AEW's got more financial backing, and they're on a bigger TV station. You know, so that's that's basically the reason that AEW took that number two spot. But Impact, I mean, they're, they're not going away. You know, not anytime soon. And Impact, honestly, has some of the best in-ring product right now on TV. They really do. If you haven't checked them out recently, and I've said this before, give them another shot. Because Impact is putting out some great, great product right now. And, you know, Impact has, uh, their bread and butter has always been the X Division, which is still going strong. I, I'm, I'm liking their, their current X Division crop of talent. And I dare say right now Impact has the best, the strongest women's division in wrestling. And... You know the uh, the the knockouts, the the impact uh, women women's roster. You know they're they're no joke. I mean, Diana Perrazzo, Sue Young, Kylie Ray, Jordan Grace, uh, Kimberly Havoc, Nevaeh, um, Kiera Hogan, Tasha Steeles. I mean, come on, that that is a kick ass women's roster. You know, so uh, yeah, for for everybody who uh, has been saying for nearly twenty years, oh, impacts you know flash in the pan, they're going to be gone in a week. Well, uh, you know this, this is the longest week in the in the history of weeks, guys, because uh, it's been going on for eighteen years. So, you know, for all the impact haters, hey, get over it. If if you don't like impact, that's fine. Then don't watch it. I I don't I don't get you people, but uh, it is what it is. People are you know, going to complain, doesn't matter what it is, somebody's going to find a reason to complain about it, so, uh, but yeah, sorry to, uh, to disappoint all you Impact haters out there, but they're, they're not going anywhere anytime soon, so, 
that is going to wrap things up for this week. Um, but again, I want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch Hook Shoot. Head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Catch Hook Shoot for your t-shirts. Uh, CatchHookShoot.BigCartel.com for t-shirts and hats that you won't find on Pro Wrestling Tees. Patreon.com slash Catch Hook Shoot for bonus content, which will be up sooner or later, I swear. Um, and you can email me at CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. So for right now, I am going to sign off. Hope everybody enjoys Hell in a Cell tonight and all the other great wrestling that's going to be coming up this week. Hope everybody has a great week, and I will talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.